Welcome to the First Assembly podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's message and find encouragement through the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that today there'd be a greater confidence in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever noticed that Jesus has different responses to stressful situations than we do? You're like, no, not me. I'm like, well, somebody dies and Jesus waits two days. And this is not somebody that Jesus doesn't know. This is someone Jesus knows. They die and he waits two days. There's a storm and he sleeps. Then he is wrongfully accused and he's silent. He's innocently beaten by people who victimize him and hurt him, and he doesn't retaliate. He has different responses to stuff than me, especially the, like, I'll wait two days thing. Like me, I probably would have, like, got in the car the moment I heard and just jumped over there and did something. But Jesus cultivated something different. He had this different uh, anchor in him, this trust, this pace that was set by this inner peace for him that comes uh, that comes to him from his relationship with the father. But what is great is as we become, what I like to call us is what Dallas Willard coined the phrase of just looking at ourselves as apprentices to Jesus. People who are trying to figure out Jesus's way of life and going, Jesus's way of life is still very relevant to our human existence and how we do life. And Jesus offers us a way into that kind of stable life where we can not be in a storm going, I'm in a storm, help me, help me, help me. Where we can sleep in a storm. And then when and they ask us, why are you sleeping? And then you're like, oh, well, let's just speak peace to that storm. A little different. It's like when you're doing your budget and you're like, we have no money. I used that. Me. Me. And what ends up happening is this. We're, we, we reach for a peace, right? We reach for something that's going to give us security. Something that's going to stabilize our inner world. And what ends up happening in that process is we end up reaching for our solutions in a good way. And our heart's right, right? We're just trying to figure things out. And what we'll do is go, well, I could pick up that job. I could do that thing. Or I can do this. Or I can, I can do that. And what ends up happening is our faith transitions. It's off of our ability to take care of ourselves versus trusting in the Father. And our hope level rises, but it's only as High is our ability to give ourselves answers to our problem. And so we feel a great level of hope as long as our plan kind of starts to work out. We're like, oh man, I feel good because I forecasted this and our hope level is often determined by our ability to forecast problems. Some people are like, I'm not in a problem, but I can tell you what I'm going to do when a problem comes and I'm feeling pretty good about my plan. And they're like, my hope level is great. Because my hope level is determined by my ability to solve a problem. And so what Jesus does, he, kind of, he transitions that. He, he, he's going, all right, why don't, we, why don't we move our faith? And it, like the faith is, let me explain it like this. The faith is like your eye. It doesn't look at itself. It is how you see life. So... What happens, especially in the Western church, faith has become this thing that is this. 
It rests in the head. And what it does is this. It goes, faith is how much can I agree to something mentally so much so that I have no doubts in my brain about it. It's like, I, okay, I need to eliminate that lie, that lie, that lie, that lie. Well, this stage is nice. And then you move that lie out. You get rid of that lie. You get rid of that lie. A little Michael Jackson for you. You get rid of that lie and that lie. And then you, you're, you're, we're going, okay, how much do I? And it's like, okay, I need to, if, you, if I doubt it one bit, and it's not going to happen in my life. We've made faith be a, uh, how intellectually certain we are about something. When the New Testament and the Old Testament starts to put faith in this context of deep, resounding trust in a person. Deep, resounding trust in a person. Jesus doesn't say, hey, come to me and I'll give you all these answers. He says, come to me and I will give you rest. It's come to me and I will give you rest. It's less about our level of faith, because everybody's like, your level of faith is usually determined by the amount of doubt it's compared to. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I'm at a level 10 because I got no doubts about this. And I go, I'm at a level 10 even if I have questions about it. Because it's not in whether I can intellectually completely go, I understand exactly how this is going to happen. I go, no, it's based off of the person of Jesus Christ, not my ability to forecast this. It's not my, it's not, my, my faith is not preoccupied with its level. It's preoccupied with a person. Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. And I will give you rest. Proverbs talks about this concept of the, the Lord is your confidence. Trust in the Lord. The Lord is your confidence. There's a difference between my planning, my preparing, my, all that stuff is good. But when like, I remember when I would be in, in budget and my wife would talk to me and I'd be like, <sighs> keeping it together. And, and I'm engaging with this thing and I'm going, okay. You know what I could do? I could, I could totally pick up that job. I could figure that out. I could talk to this person. I could do that. And, do that. and, and I'm like, okay, cool. I feel peace about this now. I feel so much more peace about this. And I, and I actually usurped God coming in and allowing him to be my refuge. And not that I don't plan, not that I don't think about those kinds of things, but here's the thing. Culture and our day and our time, our inner world can do this. It can say worrying is responsible. That if I can worry, that shows how responsible I am. I'm thinking about this. Oh man, this is a tough one. I'm so concerned about this and this. Who I need to just. And then when you meet somebody who's not worried, you go, do you even care? Do you even care? You're not worried one bit about this. Do you, are you even living in a reality because we think worry is responsible and trust is rather the real responsibility. Trust is responsible. Trust is responsible. Worry feels responsible, but trust is responsible. Jesus has this moment with, with a leper. Well, now it's, it's actually, it's in this moment in, in, um, in Luke Five, I'll show you really quickly. I'll just read it to you real quick. You don't have to turn there. Mark it in your Bible. Luke 5 is where you'll be. Luke 
He cleanses this leper. But look at this. Okay. While he was on, while he was, sorry, while he was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand, stretched out his hand and touched him and said, I will be clean. And then immediately the leprosy left him and he charged him to tell no one. Okay. Important thing about Jesus. Jesus says, if you see me, you see the father. You don't see a side of God. You see the completion, the complete picture of God. Jesus isn't the nice side of God. Jesus is the definitive revelation of the father. Jesus says, if you've seen the father, you see me. There's no confusion. Jesus presses the delete button on all our confusing images of God. He goes, gone, 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 gone. You want to think about what God is like? Think about me. Okay. What God is like, think about me. So here's the thing. The leper comes to Jesus going, I know you have the ability because if you have the power, you can do this. I know you do. See, most of us don't doubt God's power and ability to do something. The question that comes up inside of us is, do I trust you? Not, do you have the ability to do this, but are you for me? And the leper goes, I know you can do this if you're willing. If your intention is for me. And Jesus says, my intention is for you. I'm willing to be cleansed. And so when we get called into trusting Jesus, the reason we can have this hesitancy is because our image of God is distorted in such a way that he doesn't feel trustworthy. And so it's anchoring ourselves in the revelation of God that's revealed in Jesus. And we trust him. And what we do there is when we start to trust him, we start to anchor ourselves in his presence over solutions. Because we, we, here's the thing that happens to us. We have a crisis. We go into, maybe you, work, you, you go into a play, time of worship. Maybe you, you're, you're awesome and you're like, man, I'm going to go worship. And you worship. And then all of a sudden you have the peace, but the problem doesn't change. But the problem doesn't go away, but you have peace. And you're like, the presence of God gave me peace, but my problem's still the same. And then you're like, back into the cycle, right? You're like, boom, 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 back through. Because, because we, we look at, we, we have this pragmatism mentality that it's got to work in order for it to, be, to matter in my life. So when we're given the peace of God that surpasses all understanding and our situation hasn't changed, we're like, what good is this? Because it didn't change our situation. We still got the problem we went in with for some reason. We have this mystery moment. We still have it, but we have peace. And God's going, is my presence enough for you? Is my presence enough for you? The, the relying on Jesus and leaning into Jesus. Look what Isaiah 26, 3 says this. It says this, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust here comes from a Hebrew word, and it's this, this idea here that the sense of well-being and security that results from having someone in whom you place your confidence. The sense of well-being and security because you have someone that you can place your confidence. You're going, my situation has not changed, but I've been comforted by presence because presence pulls you through everything. The presence of God with you pulls you through everything. We're like, presence of God with me should mean everything changes in this moment. Don't know why it doesn't. 
I'm not going to create a theology out of it. I don't know why it doesn't. But what I do know is that I can go through any valley because he's with me. And so when faith is no longer, do I, do I have these doubts and I don't have the doubts anymore? Do you have the doubts? I don't have the doubts. Do you have the doubts? Don't have the doubts. When faith is, I trust in this person and I still have questions. I don't know why this happened this way. I don't know what's going on here. And you can go, those can exist, but I am anchored in him. Something starts to really happen in your heart. Um, my, when my son was born, I, I remember him being in the crib. And all he could do was basically cry and poop. And I look at him and I go, all of my resources are directed towards your well-being and care and love. And you cannot say a word yet. You can't ask for it perfectly. You can't pray for it long enough and you can't do anything to get it. All you are is existing with me. You see, sometimes we think the provision of God, the care of God, the love of God, all of these things are locked up behind our ability to perfectly pray, get ri- perfectly pray something, get rid of the doubts in our life, and then ultimately do something really important to him. When he's going, all of my care is locked up in my love for you. My love for you. It says, while we were sinners, Christ gave his life for us. And that if he's given his son for us, will he not freely give us all things? If he gave us Jesus, he's going to take care of the rest of the bill. It's anchoring ourselves in that. We say we would rather have nearness over answers sometimes. We would rather have nearness over answers. The idea that God is with me consoles my heart. My son would wake up in the middle of the night crying, freaking out, right? Oh my gosh, he's crying and I would run in there. I don't run in there, turn the lights on and go, hey, let's go. There's nothing in the closet. There's nothing under the bed. There's nothing inside the drawers. You're completely safe. You're all good. Mom and dad are here. We're okay. We're okay. So that's not what you do. You walk in and you comfort and you go, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. It's okay. It's okay, but I'm here. Why? Because presence satisfies what the heart wants, not necessarily what the mind needs. And we know intuitively with children that when we're present with them, that's the comfort they're looking for, right? It's the same thing with God. Is that when the comfort we're looking for is actually to know that he's there, caring about us, with us, there, with us, knowing, okay, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I'm here with you. I'm here with you. I'm here with you. It's okay. I'm here with you. And you don't get an answer for the problem you're facing. But you got him. Let me pray for you this morning. Because there's that, that decision in your heart to go, I'm going to transition my faith from being thinking about my level of faith to the object of my faith. My eye Because faith is how you see my eye will be on him versus my solutions, my answers, all these things. Like your job security, you're like, oh my gosh, my job could be gone any day. And then you're like, well, there goes my provision. There goes my livelihood. There goes, you know what? I'm just, and it's like, it almost starts to feel really responsible to start super planning. Right? Feels super responsible. Instead of being able to, for, for a moment, let your heart sit in trust versus worry. 
and say, you know what, I know that God will care for me. I'm not going to get into hyper planning right now. What I'm going to do is anchor myself in trust. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to anchor myself in trust. I'm going to anchor myself in trust. So let me, let's pray for a moment here. Holy Spirit, you make Jesus known to us. Jesus said this about the Holy Spirit. He will take what is mine and make it known to you. The confidence Jesus walks in that allows him to sleep in a storm. The confidence that Jesus walks in that allows him to come two days late to somebody dying. The confidence that Jesus has in the Father that allows him to not speak out when he's wrongly accused. The confidence that Jesus has in the Father that allows him to love his enemies, to not retaliate. The confidence that Jesus has comes and he's like, that thing that I have with the Father, the Holy Spirit's going to make that known to you. That's going to become yours. Confidence in, well, he would just, he's going to use the word daddy, right? The confidence in Abba, which we're like, Abba, we want to make it so transcendent. It's daddy. <laughs> that, that Abba is like, it sounds awesome when we sing it. It sounds reverent. It's Jesus going, this is daddy. And we get to cry out, Abba, father, daddy, father, daddy, you got me. We're, as parents, we are a fraction, a fraction of the percent of what God is. So, Father, help us to trust in you. Help us to trust in you. He said, come to me. We don't come to you like sheep as children, hurt, worried. We come to you as joyful children, knowing you care for us more than we could care for ourselves. Some of you just need to confess that he is your provider, not you. You need to let go of the reins of provision and let him be the provider of your life. That that when your car breaks down, the first thing you don't do is send out a distress beacon of worry to the world. You first... Anchor yourself in the Father. I'm not saying you don't reach out for prayer and love from other people. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that you can't do that and not have this moment of trust with God. You've got to condition yourself, train yourself to be secure by his presence with you. So that you can speak to storms and they respond to you. Because you can't calm any storms when you're living in them. So, Father, let us be people that can calm storms because we trust you. That our words, when they're spoken, are covered with the trust of our Father. That any storm we face, or the storm of another person, will not sway us, will not throw us off will anchor us. will anchor us. For some people, your trust is going to be deeper than your questions. Because your questions may never go away. And you've been afraid of your questions. And I'll tell you now, when you start to put faith as trust, it will be deeper than your questions. Your questions may never go away. But your trust in him and the revealed nature of God is Jesus. The revealed nature of God is Jesus and he's trustworthy.
said this the other night to Tehillah. I said this to them. I said, Jesus is captivating unless we are deceived. He is captivating. If he is not captivating to you, then you are under the influence of a lie about him. Otherwise, he is captivating. And he's fully trustworthy. So whatever degree that we don't have trust, it's a lie about him. It's a lie about him. We can trust him. Deeper than our questions. Deeper than our worries. Deeper than our concerns. I tell you, when the, world, when the world meets you and you say to them, oh, I'm just as worried as you are about problems, but I have Jesus. Do you want some? doesn't seem like he's doing anything for you. No, thanks. But when you say to them, hey, you're worried. I know how to get peace in that. Well, they meet you and you're like, they're like, why are you so peaceful? Why are you so restful? Like, oh, because Jesus gives me peace. They're like, oh, you mean like religion and church? No, I mean, Jesus, the person. He gives me peace. He gives me peace. They go, well, I want that. Whatever that is, I want. You're like, yeah, I want more of it too. And then you get to go, hey, would you like to meet Jesus? That's, that's that beautiful gift you get to bring people. But it's an absolute honor to share with you this morning and be with you. Bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this message. We pray that you have received truth and have been encouraged. For more information about First Assembly, how to get connected, and to listen to our latest worship albums, please visit our website at www.fa.church.